Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything House Music and More. And my special guest today, I believe, is one of the youngest one in the game right now. <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm saying it right now so you can see me, E, that um, you are one of my favorite producers and remixers out there right now, brother. Thank you, man. That means a lot. <laughs> Much respect. You, you, your, your legacy speaks for itself. So I, I appreciate it. That. I appreciate it. No doubt. We have uh, the man himself. Eric Welton, a.k.a. DJ Mackley. What's going on, brother? What up, bro? Thank you for having me. Oh, man, thank, thank you for, you for being me. here. I, I just want to know, you ready to get into it? Oh, of course. Let's, Let's do go. it, brother. So we're going to do something a little different right now, man, since this coming off the high of the NRDM, the Hip House documentary that you was a part of. No doubt. Um, I'm, I'm seeing all the comments through everything, man, and I just want your feedback. That's why I really wanted you, man, because we, did a, we, we discussed this. Yes. But I want you to tell the audience, man, that... You know, you have a lot of people who are like, well, it's cool, but it wasn't the Chicago DNA that we thought it would be. Right. Um, we, uh, you missed a lot of people in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to go home, go ahead and just tell everybody, man, your part in this, uh, and then we'll get to your history of how you got into this this thing we call house music. For sure. All right. No doubt. Well, starting off, um, I'm one of the executive producers on the documentary. Um, kind of one of the co-creators along with Terry Hunter, Kelly G, and Nolan Bangs. Right. That started with the four of us. And in our DNA, for clarity, in our DNA does not mean Chicago DNA. Okay. In our DNA is the start of a series that 300 Studios, Kevin Lyle's company, is going to be doing, telling black music stories. Ah. So in our DNA is talking about black American music. Get and you. different stories, different genres, different regions. So the first series was the hip first house. one is hip house. Wow. Okay. We started developing an overall house music documentary concept. Right. And we landed with an opportunity to do something specifically about hip house with Comcast. Yeah. Centered around the 50th year of hip hop. Okay. So that was kind of why we decided to split out our hip house chapter from the main story. Right, right, right. And do this. Yeah. So the thing I think that needs to be clarified is that. It was never intended for this documentary to be solely about Chicago hip house or Chicago house. Okay. The overall arc of the story is the intersection of rap, hip hop, and dance music, house music, from the 70s to the present. Gotcha, gotcha. Hip house is kind of like the middle nucleus of it. Right. And that was how... I'll say that fusion really got popularized. Okay. When it did, starting in 88, right? But... 87, 88, yeah. Yeah, when you look at it, hip-hop started with rapping over dance music. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Sugar Hill Gang. Exactly. So the story was never intended to be, okay, we're going to do a comprehensive documentary that covers every figure and every nook and cranny of the story of Chicago House and Chicago Hip House. Right. And when you have 90 minutes, and, and, and you understand oh, this because you've gotten into production, yes. that, you know, th- this is new for, for, for us, for Terry and yeah. I, getting into film production. Yeah. Uh, it was a great learning experience. Yeah. You don't, it, 90 minutes is not a long time. You got three 30 minute episodes Absolutely. to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. That means you're not going to cover every little bit of the story. You're not going to cover every record. You're not going to cover every person. Right. Along, that, along the way of that, you're you reach out to a lot of people that you want to interview that either A, refuse it, B, they're not available when you're shooting, you're working on a budget, you're working on time constraints. So you have those shoot dates, like you came and you did our interview. We had two days to shoot. 
You're going to get whoever you can get in those two days. Absolutely. So, And some people are out of town. Some right. people ain't available. And when you have a deadline and you got to turn this project into your customer, who in Absolutely. this case was Comcast, yeah. you got to make it happen. So so you're saying that you reached out some of the people that really should have been in this interview, like, say, um, Doc, Steve Hurley. Mr. Uh, Lee. Mr. Lee. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Yeah, everybody like that. 100%. Ralph Rosario, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I don't. I can't say for certain that somebody contacted Ralphie in this okay. particular story, but the others that you mentioned, one hundred percent. I know you said Bad Boy Bill, Julian. Yeah, you Bad guys Boy Bill. Out. Well, uh, right. I don't know if anybody reached out to Julian or not. I know okay. we reached out to Bill. I know we reached out to Mr. Lee, yeah. Steve Hurley. Because that M Doc M Doc is living in L A. Yeah, we didn't do a shoot in L A. Okay. Fortunately, we got Tyree because Tyree don't live in Chicago now. Yeah. Fortunately, our shoot happened to be when when Tyree was in town. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd had to try to figure out how to fly him in because obviously he's super important to the story. Right. So you know what ends up happening is you get who you get. There yeah. were other people that we interviewed, like we got a whole interview with Freedom Williams that got left on the cutting room floor. And that's from CNC because we Music couldn't Factory, we yeah. couldn't clear the gonna make you sweat record, and wow. that's the other part that people don't know about. Yeah. Is that you want to play this music on the screen, but if people that don't understand the business don't know, you have to license this music. Absolutely. And you have a time constraint and a budget constraint with yeah. that. So if if you know, I'm a record nerd. Right. <laughs> and I come off the generation that grew up under hip house in right. the late 80s. So right. like when I was a teenager, that shit was super cool. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. You know, if we, maybe we don't play those records, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like coming up as a teenager, dancing and doing a running that's man right. and all that, that's right. that was the shit to us. So so that's what... what I wish we could have covered every little right. bit of it, but it, it's not realistic. And yeah. also when you're working with a team of people yeah. who are not all from Chicago and want to tell their part of the story too, like where there's a lot of Baltimore in there. Yeah. DJ Spen was involved. Yeah. Kevin Lyles is a Baltimore cat. Yep. You know what I mean? They We wanted to tell New York, even though it came second yeah. for clarity. Right was a big part of popularizing right. hip house. And so then, you want to cover all those bases. And you got to take the effect that you guys not 100% editing the video right there and then. No, and right, exactly. So, you know, we There's a know team. That, we're executive right. producers. Exactly. We're not doing the hands-on. Right. So we know we're, that we're the, reviewing what they did and giving our opinions. Absolutely. And we know the person who narrates that editing, man, tells that story the best. Yeah. You know, so I get it. But I just wanted you to clarify that, man, because... Me knowing the behind the scenes, and a lot yeah, of no people doubt. don't know that, they'll see it, then they'll be like, oh, man, why wasn't so-and-so in there? Or why didn't they have more Fast Eddie or anything? But like you said, you was telling the story. And I know we right. everybody sat down for almost two to three hours. We know that. Yeah, for sure. Because I know I sat for like two and a half hours. And, and you, you know, had a lot of great contributions yeah. in it. And it hey, hey, look, at the end of the day, Maurice, it's just like with your podcast. Yes, sir. If somebody else has a different vision right. and they think they should be done differently, yes, you should go do one. Uh, there you, have. you should go do one. And and, preaching. and and enjoy ours or don't. There you go. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. And and what and what I, I was telling Terry and everybody, man, and Kelly G that I just I just prayed and wished, man, that Chicago could just put away all the animosity against each other yeah. and just do something right for the culture. For sure. You know, and that's how New York do, no matter if they got beefs or whatever, but they say they they, they say the na- the same narrative and the story over and over again so people know their history. Definitely. I and, think that yeah. I think that, you know, and this is coming from somebody that came up in the gener you know, a couple generations after the first yeah. wave. Um, when I, I I've I've had the blessing of becoming friends with a lot of these guys yes, and, and having a lot of conversations with the OGs that started the, you know, were part of starting it. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, I do wish that there was more camaraderie, a little less infighting. Right. 
more cooperation. Yeah. Because I, I, it does seem like New York does that. Like they ran with that narrative. And there's a lot of people that poke holes in that narrative Absolutely. too about Absolutely. the Kool Herc party yeah, and yeah. the 50th year. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't a hip hop record right. or a rap record until 79, but we're yeah. still saying 73. But they still go along with it. They go along with the yeah. narrative because it's good for business. Absolutely. And everybody eats. Well, a, a lot of people eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, I'm glad we, we got that out the way the first go, man. Because yeah. that's what we understand. It was a, it was a hot topic. And I want to make sure we get to it so people be like, yeah, let me hear E on this. Well, you know what? You said something to me when we talked on the phone, too. And that's yeah. if you're going to jump in this thing, in it, whether it's media or whatever, if you're going to you're going to get out in the field and play, yes. people are going to criticize you. Absolutely. I'm okay with that because yes, I'd rather be on the field playing and then, than and, sitting or, in the stands watching other people play. Boy, look, it ain't even you know what I'm saying? You're, you're preaching right I, now. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> and, and we accept, you know, we accept creative criticism yeah. and constructive criticism yeah. but there's also going to be crabs that's going to talk and, and, and that's life it's like putting out a record absolutely somebody's going to hate on your record absolutely same you thing know? with the podcast you know people be, so we we get it I get it I understand it brother I just want to make sure you was telling your side of the story so For people sure. know man so now we moving along to 1990 Yes, sir. Tell me the Eric Welton story from 1990. You just coming into the scene, DJ. Well, I say like really like 88, 89 is when I discovered house music. So for me, I'm 48. Okay. I don't mind telling my age. Right, right, right. I'm younger, but not young. <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken. So I'm 13, 14 years old. Okay. 88, 89 house music is super popular, right? Right. And that was like the you know beginnings of hip house. So and what like, were you listening to? Name some records. Yeah, the time. Like I was fast Eddie all day. Like okay. you know what I'm saying. Like the I, I, my my entry into house music was we had, I, I grew up in Elgin. Yeah. And we had a teen club out there called Discovery. Uh, the was DJ was Kevin Halstead. Was Tony Batoy part of Discovery? I don't think so. Okay. You, you ever heard of Kevin Halstead? He passed Kevin, away, yeah. but Kevin Halstead was the DJ there. Okay. And they used to play freestyle and heartthrob right. and all that kind of stuff. And they used to play house, yeah. you know, and having friends at school. They had mixtapes or whatever. Yeah. You know, you had the radio. So my entry into house music was what was popular. Right. You know, French Kiss. Absolutely. Fast Eddie, yeah. you know, and 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 then I started to get interested and actually buy some records. Okay, I I went through the experience of trying to do pause mixes right. and having one turntable. Okay, um, I, I I I officially really started to try to DJ in 1990 when I was 15. Now, who who was teaching you? Did you teach yourself? No, I was self taught. Wow, I was completely self taught in okay. the beginning, and I had two turntables that didn't have pitch control at all. They didn't okay. have the the dial on the front. <laughs> Not the so I, if you watch me play vinyl to this day, I still have the bad habit of putting my finger on the platter right, and speeding right, the record. Because right, right, right. that's how I learned how to mix. Okay. It's like you got to either slow the record down with that's your right. finger or push it along like this. Okay. Okay. You know, and then and then I got the turntables. I don't know what they are. SLBD10 yeah, or whatever the hell they the are B, with the little SLB1s and B2s. Something thing. like that. And you put the, you know, your little dial in. Yep. You take the little marker and uh -huh. mark where the zero is. Yep. And, you know, so I, I started to do that and just kind of figure it out. I didn't have a mentor to teach me how to do it. I would say the big bang for me, bro, yes, sir. was, so I had all of these kind of like surface popular house records at the, at the beginning. Okay. I didn't know right. like the, the, er, the era before that, right. you know, the foundational stuff. I didn't know. Yeah. Some of this stuff I had heard, but I didn't know what it was. So one of my best friends at school, his name was Treacy. Okay. He had an older cousin that I have to shout out named Sean Baldwin. Okay. Sean Baldwin was in the streets at that time. He was a DJ. Okay. But he was in the streets. Right. And he went to prison. Okay. And he was gone for 10 years. Okay. He had a hell of a record collection. Right. My boy Tracy was like, man, I'm going to go get my cousin Sean's records and bring him over to your house. I'm oh. like, cool. Right. Bam. 
I had all the fingers, all the Farley, all the Marshall Jefferson, Lil Lewis, your shit, the original This Is Acid, and I Got a Big Dick. Right. We can say that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I had all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? The Mike Dunn, MD3, MD Connection, all of those records, Armando Confusion, like all of that foundational shit. Yeah. All of a sudden, I had it. Goldmine. So- I was just gone. You know, I played sports as a shorty from mm-hmm. eight years old until sophomore year in high school. Right. Once this happened, it was like, I quit baseball and football, cold turkey. <laughs> I'm DJing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And what ended up happening was, so I'm just in the crib making mixtapes. Again, I'm self-taught at this point. Okay. I'm making tapes. Tracy gave them to a couple of his older friends that he grew up under. Okay. Worthy Dejeuner and Andre Dejeuner. Okay. They were like, uh, Tracy's like, man, this is white boy at school. It's cold. You got to hear him. <laughs> and they're playing him the tapes. They're like, how the fuck does he even have these records? Right, right. Not knowing I got Sean Baldwin's records, who they know. Okay. So they wanted to meet me. They took me under their wing and, you know, took a liking to me right away. And Andre, RIP, he started taking me to the city. I went to Imports before it closed, which okay. was like within that year, because I think Absolutely. they closed in like 91. They did. So I started going to import, started going to gramophone, starting to buy my own records. Okay. Matter of fact, I bought Altered States. It was one of the first records I oh, bought in the city. Here. I bought Altered States from imports. Oh, wow. Okay. I, mean, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, that was imports. Okay. Terry Hunter's first record I bought was yeah. Symphony of Love on yeah. House Jam. On House Jam. And uh, 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 Jazzophone and all that stuff wow. on there. So like that was like when I started to really discover... The, the the real depths of house right. versus me just knowing yeah. like the surface shit at first. Now, mixer wise, was you cross um, um like battle mixer or were you a rotary knob mixer? Which one? No, nah, fader mixer. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't exposed to a rotary. I had okay. probably a Gemini or some shit. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to have the sound effects on there and shit like that. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 or a Radio Shack. I don't even remember exactly what mixer. Right. I know I had a Gemini at one point. With so the so so going, from, going there. from that days, what was your first gig after that? The very the, the the very first party that I DJ. Yes, sir. One of my homeboys from school named Jason Sumlin. Okay, uh, was in the same grade as me. So I think I was like maybe sixteen at this okay. point. So that's back. Just in had Elgin a house still, party right? at his older sister's apartment. Okay, and I brought my turntables over there and my records right. and mixed, and I was terrible, I'm sure. Okay, but that was my very very first very first party that I did outside of the crib. It was a right. house party in an, in an apartment. Okay, so now your very first pay gig after all this. To be honest, Mo, I can't. I, I can't even lie in this camera and say I remember. Yeah. you know, it was foggy times no, no, as as, as a you. youth. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we were doing a lot of things, <laughs> but um, I can tell you this: yeah. how I came up as a DJ in Elgin. If anybody knows about Elgin, Elgin is primarily a GD town. Right. Um, there's other things sprinkled <laughs> around, but that's the majority GD, right. at that time. Right. And a lot of my guys that I grew up with, went to school with, had played football with as okay. a shorty. You know, we became of age, they were throwing parties. Right. So our Elgin was a basement party culture. Yeah. We didn't have a club. Okay. You could rent a banquet hall sometimes, but the police would threaten yeah. the owners like don't let don't let these people throw a party yeah. here. Yeah. So we that. had to throw parties in somebody's house. Okay. Somebody's mother or auntie or somebody was taking some money or whatever right. Right. to let you throw a base you know, yeah. a party in the basement, two dollars at the door. Right. That sort of thing. Okay. So I learned to DJ from doing those kind of parties. We played everything. It wasn't right. house music parties. Yeah. I played house music. Right. But at that time, too, you're talking about the early 90s, you know what I mean? And, and more more like hood parties. So yeah. 
They want to hear the tracks. Right. They didn't want to hear, yeah, you know, fingers. Words, can yeah. you feel it? Right. They want to hear magic feet. Okay. And work that motherfucker. More tracky, like, yeah. Tracky more in the, in the early. Yeah. I, I don't even feel like we were calling a ghetto house yet, but like the early '90s dance mania. Yeah. Paul Johnson, yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. Armani, Eric yeah. Martin, that type of shit. Yeah. And the Cashmere Clubhouse yeah, records, club, yep. all exactly. that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You okay. know, out here, brothers. Right. You know, the early '90s. Yeah. But we would play hip hop. And more street shit, more, you know, okay. gangster rap right. versus Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. You know, that's what so, they wanted to do. Yeah, and that's one thing I want to know, because you, you got a hip-hop background, too, because you played hip-hop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always I, played, yeah. like, house music, and it's, it's, it's funny with me, and I'm sure we'll get deeper into this, but house music was what caused me to fall in love with the music and want to learn to DJ. Mm, okay. At the same time, as a kid, though, I was in, I had gotten into hip-hop, I mean, like, Everybody in popular culture, yeah, a lot of people, right, in the late '80s. You know what I'm saying? I was coming home from school watching the videos, yeah. and so I was a hip hop fan too. And like probably shortly after right. mixing house, yeah. I would start to buy hip hop records. Okay, but I, I, I really kind of around the same time started playing hip hop along with house. Okay. But house was what made me really want to DJ right. that I spent the most so time. So now, with. let's let's go to late uh, late 90s. Were you spending anywhere in particular as, as a resident or anything during that time? Yeah, but I, I still lived in Elgin. I didn't move to the city till 2002. Okay. So I still lived in Elgin. If anybody remembers, there used to be a club in Schaumburg, you probably know, called Toto's. Toto, oh, hell yeah. So I used to hell go yeah. to Toto's as a teenager because okay. it was the under 21 club right, too. Right, right. That same spot, Toto's was gone, but that same spot, one of my boys named Coop from Elgin started okay. renting out and he called it Club 98. Okay. And I was the resident there. Oh, I, I, nice. When I was 21 in 96, okay. I was a resident there every Friday and Saturday. Oh, dope. So I used to play. I mean, we had it for like 96 and 97. And sorry, guys, the folks fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> they kept fighting. I the mean, GDs it was melees up, in the parking oh, lot. Schaumburg police, they're right, like, right. no. Right. You are not going to keep doing it. They threatened the lady wow. to own the, the building and shit. So that got shut down. Okay. But the funny thing is, speaking about Kelly G, that's where me and Kelly G met. Oh, in 96. Wow. Really? Because he was on the radio at the time at GCI. Correct. And my guy, Coop, used to, he used to book DJs from the city to come out. He used okay. to have Cowboy, R.I.P. Right, right. He used to have DJ Bo. Oh, he used wow. to have uh, Kelly G would come out. Um, he used to have different hosts like Ramonski, okay. Tornado. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. We we uh we had a show at One Way. Out. Matter right. of fact, Public Announcement came out and performed. Oh, That's when I first yeah. met them. Okay. So this is like... 96, 97, I was a resident. Oh, okay. And that yeah. and that was why I ended up joining um Little John's record pool, Urban yeah. Force. Yeah. At that time. That's how I was able to justify getting in the nice. pool. Nice. Because I had you that had residency. Right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Little John, yeah, he had that pool for a long time, man. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I you know, that was my that was my club residency. Okay. When I was 20, 21, 22 years old. Dope. In Schaumburg. And then outside of that, I would do House parties, yeah, different gigs. private parties. Because I remember we met, we met in the city when we was doing something in the 2000s. Yeah, that was wow. in the 2000s. I was um, my my boy Lucas. Ah, uh, yeah, he still Payne. owe me some money too. Lucas Payne. I want <laughs> Come on, Lucas. Money, man. Stop you know playing. he 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 came from Elgin too. Yeah, so see, yeah. I, I ain't playing with y'all, man. I come from the GD era. I want my money. <laughs> so. Who was the, the, it was Birdman and Lil Wayne was the Yeah, artist. it was Birdman yeah. and Lil Birdman Wayne. And, Lil and then Wayne. there was another one we did with Chico the Barge. That's right. There was sure another did. one we did with uh, K. Michelle. K. Michelle. That's right. Sure I'm, I'm sorry. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't have that same booty when no, she first she came out. It was all flat. It was different. <laughs> okay. So. She was singing in the booth. She was standing next to me singing in the booth. Absolutely. With her guy playing the tracks off the she iPad. She sure was. She sure was. You remember that. We was all in the booth right there. What club was that? Do you remember? 
it was in like Burnham or whatever that's called over there. Berwin. Bur Berwin or Burnham? Berwin. I don't know. It was off of Cicero, like 70 something in Cicero. Yeah, yeah. Whatever right. that is yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Buzz bomb. Buzz, that's right. <laughs> I still have I still have the flyer. Do you really? On my Facebook. I'm going to repost yeah, it. Yeah, repost that one. Yeah. I have yep, a flyer and I have a picture of me and you took. Yep. And I have a picture of me standing there with Kate Michelle. Absolutely. In the I, remember, I got one with Chico DeBarge too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Okay. So take us from then. Um, after that, what you do after that? Now, well, wait, wait, so, wait. I'm sorry. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Were you into music at that time too? Like producing music or making music? Yeah, I started. I started right in the beginning. I started with music. So, okay. so w one thing about me is that my family is all music and art. My right. dad, my dad, he, he stopped doing it as a profession, but he was as serious as, as us up until, you know, his early thirties. Oh, wow. But my dad was, is, still is a guitar player and a singer. I'll get my out mom here. could play guitar and sing, although my mom as a profession was an art, a, a painter. painter. She was a okay. professional abstract wow. artist. Okay. So I grew up going so to the, the whole family creative. Yeah. I yeah. ended up going, you know, going to art shows and I was a shorty. Right. Right. My mom's studio was in the house. Okay. And my older brother, I only have one brother. He is a guitar player okay. and a musician. Oh, and wow. actually, he's the head technical director for uh, a production manager for um, uh, Live Nation oh, in wow. Asia. Get out of here. He just sent me a video this morning wow. of him doing the 50 Cent show in, nice. in Bangkok. See? So he's out there all, doing like Ed the Sheeran and right. crazy shit. Right. So I came from that kind of household, but I was an athlete when I was young until, again, I discovered the DJing. Right. My brother had a four-track tape recorder already. Okay. Um, I got like a little bullshit keyboard. I remember um, the first drum machine I got was a Korg DDD5. Wow. Okay. And I, I, didn't, I always hated the sound of it, but I learned how to program drums. Right. Um, you know, so I, 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 you know, I wasn't any good, but I, I started fiddling with making beats okay. early. Right. And uh, the very first, I, I would definitely want to tell this, the first time I ever went to the studio okay. was in 90 or 91. Okay. My boy Andre that I that I talked about that passed away was very good friends with Armand Ransom, Professor Funk. Oh yeah, and so we went to Hair Bear Studios in Alsip, oh, 127 in Yeah, Jeff Islinger. Yep, and we we worked on one of their cousins, one of Andre and Orphy's cousins, Nitty G, was a okay. rapper. So we did a hip hop track with him, right? And then we did a hip house track that Orphe rapped on. Oh, that no was shit. the first time I ever been to the studio, but it was Professor Funk, wow, and Andre, which. I'm skipping around, yeah. but that's why me and Byron are like this. Me yeah. and Byron Stingley. Okay. Because Byron, his history, him and Armand were in a funk band together right. before they were doing house music. Yeah. I got introduced to Byron through Mario Durham, who was Mario Durham that throws the shows. Really? It, Mario, I've been on Mario since I was 15. Get out of that's here. My that's my brother. That's my world. So Andre was the link to Mario and Byron. Okay. So I didn't meet Byron when I was that young. Right. But once I did meet Byron later, he you always knew. treated me like family. Right. Because I'm the little little guy under Andre and Mario. Okay. So that wow. all came from Professor Funk, who R.I.P. to him also. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's move to almost like what 2016, 2017, your first single with K Fox, right? Was that, that was is that 2014. Correct? Oh, 2014. We put out an EP. Yeah. But I, you know what? I have to say real quick, just because there's an important part of my history okay. that people don't know, is that I was very involved in the independent underground hip-hop scene in Chicago. Speak on that. In the late 90s. Yeah, speak on late that. Late 90s to the early 2000s. Okay. So we had a group called Rec Center from right. Elgin. Okay. And we started in 96 for the first time. We started pressing up vinyl. 
Okay. Uh, cassette tapes. Right. And then we put out an album in 99 that actually just got reissued by uh, HHV really? in Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were like rocking on the scene like Jesse De La Pena. Okay, yeah. Underground, like the North Side. Yes, sir. He, you know, Blue Groove Lounge, mm. Elbow Room. Right. That's when I linked up with Juice. Okay. In the oh, late 90s, like 97. You know right. what I'm saying? That was that scene with All Natural, Rubber Room, Ange yeah. 13. All that. Like DJ Third Rail. Yeah. That whole rich independent hip-hop scene in yeah. Chicago, I was very involved in at that oh, time. Wow. So, like, okay. I kind of, which it's kind of why a lot of house people now are like, where did this guy come well, from? Like, he just came I've out had the so many right. different chapters and lives yeah. in music and in Chicago, but I, like, in the 90s, I went more towards hip-hop in ah, okay. R&B. I always played house at parties, yeah. but I wasn't making house music. Right. I was putting my focus into producing hip hop right. first. Yeah. And then I learned R and B later. Ah, gotcha. See, look at that. Y'all learning the history, y'all. And so, also you got ties to Julius the Mad Thinker, right? So Julius, me and Julius go back to skateboards and Little uh, League Baseball. Okay. Before okay. either of us, and I should mention going back to those teenage years. Yeah. You know, Julius was a party promoter first. Okay. Before he started to DJ. Okay. He's three years older than me, but ah. I started DJing before him. Okay. So I started in 90, he started in 94. Okay. But he used to throw parties. They used to have a group called Lamp Squad. Wow. Didn't Actually, one of his partners, Brian, is the wife of, uh, uh, Jesus, Juliana Stratton is his wife. Oh, the lieutenant here. governor. Really? Yeah, that's, that's our wow. homeboy that we grew up with. So um, they were throwing parties on a group called Lamp Squad. Okay. And sometimes he would throw parties at the crib when his mom was out of town. Right. And he would have me come over and DJ. Okay. And I was like 16. Right. So Julius moved to the city way before a lot of us from Elgin. Okay. And he started to, you know, make his relationships in the city. He started DJing. Right. Again, he was like working at clubs and yeah. trying to promote parties and shit like that. And then his DJ thing grew. And that led to him, you know, being one of the co-creators of Three Degrees. Wow. Which is a huge long running yeah. for those that don't know. Right. Long running party Wednesdays at Zentra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always involved but low key. In, in house. Yeah. From afar and supporting him. Correct. But I was going more the hip hop route. Right. You know what I mean? But we always, yeah. to this day, we always just supported one another, whatever we were doing. Central, you just said a whole flashbulb. Yeah. I remember those days. Man. It's a lot I'm of chapters. We've, we've oh lived my, a lot yes. of life right at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So, let's go to your first single. How did that come about? For, uh, with, on the house side? Yeah. Um. So, this is funny, right? Me and Terry Hunter, we probably met, neither of us can remember actually meeting. Right. But, you know, Terry, again, just like yourself, always was involved in hip-hop and R&B as yeah. well as house. And a lot of people yeah. don't know that about him. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, just being in the Chicago scene, I moved to the city finally in 02. Okay. And I was I joined the Soul Selectors with Lee and World. Right. Sean T was a part of it at the time, yep. Jamal Smalls in the beginning. Yeah. And... Um, I was just in the scene, going to the Crocodile Lounge, you know, wow. DJing, all that shit. Remember Tuesdays at Crocodile <laughs> yes, Lounge? absolutely. And sometime around there, I met Terry. Okay. Me and Terry are two days apart and, and birth date, both right. Leos. We just always got along. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we hadn't done any work together. Okay. Like, even when I was doing the Ben One stuff. Right. In 08. Ooh, ben One. Yeah, Good Never Lord, Leave My Girl. Man you, man, you make me go we, back we got a We got a single deal at Universal. Ex that. I remember that, yep. And, um... Terry was working with the Pope. Remember the kid, That's the Pope right. that was the dancer, and yeah. him and Twan Gabs, R.I.P. Wow. and Tifu were developing him. Yep. 
And uh, we were all running in the same circles and okay. shit. So there was some stuff that Julius was working on back then in the late 2000s that I was helping him right. with the actual hands-on part of the production. Okay. And he was going around to DJs like Terry, probably gave it to you too, giving yeah. promos That's out. Julius, the man thinking right. Yeah, because we never put the records out properly at that right. time. Terry knew that I was producing that stuff along with Julius. Okay. So I remember in 2008, Terry getting on the phone with me and being like, man, bro, why don't you do some house tracks of your own? Mm-hmm. At this time, I was working with Ben One. Still I was ben just Wayne. before starting to work with K Fox okay. and Sly Polaroid. Right. Um, which is another chapter of life. <laughs> uh, a couple chapters of life. Right. Um, so anyway, Terry was like, man, you should do some house tracks of your own. I'll put them out on my label tease box. I really haven't put anybody out except for my man Leonard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, we, we, we'll, Part six, pro- right. we'll promote it until, you know, when WMC comes around next year, people yeah. are going to be like, damn, who's this new guy? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just didn't do it because I was too wrapped up in, like, the in the course of that next six months, I started working with Kay. Yeah. Sly had come home from jail and I had the opportunity to work with him. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just, my, I was too into being a producer in the studio. Right, 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 I wasn't right. really focused on pushing my DJ agenda. I never stopped DJing, but okay. I was focused on producing. Now you so you was producing. Was you also engineering at the same time? Oh yeah, I okay. always did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's funny, I, 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 I never mentioned the engineering thing because it's like that was never an aspiration of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no. learned how to do it because I wanted to make my own stuff sound better. Right. And then I learned, oh, this is a trade too yeah. that I can do. I, I think it's good, man, because you you come from that hip hop side, which is your ear is different from. Uh, so-called house engineer or any yeah it, you you the nuance is a little different yeah, yeah for sure so for I sure i think that's what makes it your sound unique too because right. people still can't get that I, like i tell people when you get it you get it mm-hmm. um i love what you do like that's why i was like you know that's why i use you on my stuff i was like i love the way your stuff sound i appreciate that. you know and and it's and it's not because you don't come from the house that so you ain't pushing this. You, your right. your nuances and sounds, man, it, it goes together. Yeah. And, and and the tweaks it makes it sounds really different. So I want to give you props on that. Thank you. But go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so you know Terry wanted me to do that then, and and I didn't really take him up on it. And I got deeper into working with Kay and working with Sly and yeah. went through all this stuff. And for a variety of reasons, <laughs> this is crazy. In 2016, right. Mm-hmm. I met Lil Lewis through Julius. Oh, really? Because Lewis took a liking to what Julius was doing. Okay. We did a house record with K Fox singing. Right. And Lewis was giving Julius all these like engineering detailed uh, constructive criticisms and right. tweaks to do. And Julius, because he doesn't speak that language, is yeah. like, I want to bring you to meet Lewis so he can tell you directly what he's saying. Okay. So that was how I met Lewis, which I was, who I was always a huge fan of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, he heard K and took a liking to K. Okay. And so we started working with Lewis on for K Fox's R and B project. Really? And supporting him on what he was doing with this multi multi album thing. Yeah. I introduced him to Slang, the legendary graffiti artist that right. actually made this hoodie. Oh, wow, that's hot. That did the, those comic book drawings. Yeah. For him, for that whole you know, those right. listening parties. We did his first listening party with him at Rex Club in Paris. Wow. So like I kinda I gotta say that it was. It was I'll, I'll leave it at that. It was a very interesting experience that I yeah, learned a lot from. Very interesting. Man. And I got a lot of inspiration though 
from that experience and seeing what he was doing, okay. seeing a lot of his video footage from the gigs in Europe. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I do want to do that. Like, you so know what I'm saying? That's like, when with, it hit with, you. Yeah. It was, it's kind of like, and, and it was a transitional point creatively. Like yeah. I was ready for a new chapter Yeah, and kind of rediscovering like, but for one, I was exhausted with, I'm putting my all into producing these artists. Yeah. And if they make it, I make it. If they don't make it, I don't make it. Correct. I got to take my destiny into my own hands. Absolutely. And I just want to do what I want to do without compromise. And if I'm being honest with myself, right. that's house music. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was a variety of reasons. I just was like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And that was really 2016 going into 2017. Okay. And I had that that Do It record, the first record right. I put out on yep. Teasebox. I already had that. We recorded that in 2015. Yeah, because you can tell, I, I, well, people that don't know, I can know it was a different record. So I can tell, like, yeah. it, it, you took that a different way. Yeah. You know, I, I could tell that. But that's what your first introduction into the dancing came in. Yeah, through. absolutely. Yeah. That was my first proper single that was put out on Teasebox. Right. So what happened was I had another track called Phoenix. Okay. That I already had done that me and Julius put out independently and it did jack shit. Right. When I tell you nobody bought it, <laughs> nobody bought it. <laughs> and that's why I saw like, oh wow, on track source. That was my, you know, like I knew about track source. I bought yeah. stuff on there, but I'm like, I hadn't tried to put anything out and play that game. Right. It was like, it's a needle in a haystack. It is. And, you know, Julius is known for Mikasa Holiday, right. Three Degrees, you know, all these things, but not a record label. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I sent the record to Terry just like, hey, I finally I finally been making some house right. shit. What you think? Right, right, right. That type of thing. And we got on the phone and started building. And he was like, man, do you know any assistant engineers? Because I'm not working with my man no more. Yeah. And I, I need some help in the studio. And I'm right. like, well, are you looking for an unpaid intern or is it paying? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't want nothing for free. Right. I was like, well, bro, I don't know if you know, like, that's part of what I do for a living now is mix records for right. people. Like, I'll hold you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's part of what I do. Right. Th that's how the conversations picked up where okay. he saw, he was telling me to make some house records 10 years before right. that almost. Yeah. He saw I was finally doing it. He believed in me right. and my talent. And, then, and we always rock with each other. Like, we always just got along super good. Right. And I could help him on the engineering side, holding him down. Because he doesn't like to mix his own. Terry yeah. can mix. Yeah. It, he, he doesn't enjoy that part of it. He'd rather right. hand it off to the next person in, in the process. I understand. So uh, we just started building. And then I proposed. He was always a fan of K-Fox because yeah. no ID. And the they all go yep, back. Exactly. He had go been back. wanting to work with her. Exactly. So uh, it just made sense. So we put out Do It in 2017. And that, that's yeah. what started this whole wave. Wow. And I just know one thing, Mo, and you know this too, like, yes. and this is this is definitely, a, 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 in my opinion, a jewel for anybody that's yeah. trying to do this. We've learned from trial and error. I don't care if it's hip hop, R&B, house music, yeah. pop, whatever. Consistency is key. Absolutely. You can't start a momentum on an artist campaign right. and then slow down, Absolutely. take a break. Right. You come back, you're starting over. Yeah. And I know that. I know that from trial and error, from working on so many different situations over right. the years. So I'm like, if I'm going to treat myself yeah. how I know it's supposed to go, right. I know what I have to do. Yeah. And so I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to I'm going to be consistent. Right. And once I started doing that in 2017, I, I haven't taken a break on putting yeah. something out no, or and, 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 remixes, originals, right. whatever. And, and, and you see the progress on that because now you got some top records that was on track source that you 
was couldn't get on at first. Now you yeah, got, nobody was paying I, attention. Right, now you got a slew of records. But you know what? You, what you got to say is your work speaks for itself. Thank you don't you. have you don't have if, even if you didn't promote. People are going to pick out a, a jewel that's in it, you know, and find that gem out there because right. we know how much music is out there constantly. It comes out every day. Right. So, of course, you know, with, with some highlights and with a help of friends, man, that, that got you out there, it's going to work. But your work speaks for itself anyway. So, I mean, no matter who it was, who it could be, your work eventually was going to get seen and heard. So, I'm glad that, you know, you're getting the props that you do today, brother. And no, I appreciate good. it. I appreciate so, it. I mean, it from, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I have to say, it's it's a, you have to have all things in line. You you, you know, yeah. I think talent in music is a prerequisite. You got to have yeah. good music, right? Absolutely. But talent without the opportunity right. doesn't work. Absolutely. Opportunity without the talent doesn't work. Yeah. And somebody else, like, props to Terry Hunter because he really has opened, I mean, everybody can see that. Yeah. It's not a mystery. Right. He has opened a lot of doors for me. Yeah. You know, even being embraced by Chosen Few. Much loved yeah. Wayne and Wayne Williams, Alan King, all of those guys on the DJ side, including right. me in events and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, people can open the doors for you, but you have to walk through them. Absolutely. And you have to still be a good person in the process. Yeah. You, you know, treat so, people yeah. well, show right. love. You know Anybody what I'm saying? can let you in, but if you can't do the work... And, 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 you got to do the work. You got to do the work. a lot of people that complain about not getting opportunities yes. and this, that, and the third, but it's like, yo... Yeah. You got to do the work. And, you know, you know, bro, like we're 10 toes in this thing. This Absolutely. is not something we do on the side. Yeah. This, and this much is love to do. everybody that has a stable job. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had a stable hey, job man, in this music I, I business. I say that to everybody so who tries to knock, get into this. Yeah. But like it's different when you're 10 toes in. Absolutely. It's different. Yeah, it's, and, 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 and that's it. I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, that's a big topic that you just said. Man. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no right, right or wrong. Yeah, if you're in there's this. There's no right or wrong. We know there's a different hustle when you get 10 toes in this. We know, I think that's why I'm so adamant about house music and, and so steadfast with it because it's it's my livelihood. Right. It's what I do 24-7, man. Right. And I understand people got jobs and that, that that's what they chose to do, but this is what I chose to do. Yeah. And I don't like people shitting on it, talking about it, right. um, saying it's easy, saying you just got to do this. No, 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 no. You got to put in a lot of work in it just yeah. like anything else, man. When I was young... Uh, from 98 to 2004 I worked yeah. in property management I worked for the yeah. same company for those six years yeah. and I left in, in 2004 Right. this be my 20, 20th year anniversary I have not had wow. a job, a job. Yeah. I've been self-employed I have a job it's, I'm hey, self-employed and man it's hard it is. so I commend people for you know do what's best for you and your family yeah, it's absolutely. not a knock yeah, it's just like it's a different, it's a different level it's of commitment different. and dedication it is, it is. you know what and, I'm saying you know, especially when you have a family you gotta make sure that you know, you got to take your ego out and be like, okay, I got to provide for them what right. I need to do. So whatever you do, I, I have no problem with anybody doing sure. that so they can make it. But just, you know, like, you know, like you said, when you 10 toes in, it's a, it hits a little different. Yeah, And you know what? If you if you do have a job and you still want to put records out and DJ yeah. and all that, you just you got to do the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And be consistent. Right. So let, let's move on to the other records too. Mm -hmm. um, let's say 10 City, man. Okay. I know that's an honor because... I, I we we all everybody came up with Ten City. Know how how's that an honor? Yeah, take us through the process of that so people know, man. Yeah, well, first speaking of what you said, yeah, and in my mind, I'm always still that 15 year old kid. I'm a fan first. Yeah, I'm a fan of all the OGs that yeah. I was inspired by, yourself included. I appreciate it, brother. So I mean, I'm all I never, I never let my ego get outside of my body. Yeah. and not respect right right those that came before <laughs> me that made me want to do this in the first place. Right. Byron is an icon in our world. Yes. 
you know, fortunately, I know him through people that was family to me. Right. And he embraced me. Yeah. But what really happened is we started uh, we started working actually with uh, an R and B singer named Soraya, that he uh, she was on The Voice before. Soraya, yeah, Soraya, yeah. did I say Soraya. it wrong? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Soraya, I don't know Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It's all good. I know you're not gonna edit that out either. No, it's, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's all good. It, it, absolutely. So anyway, we uh, and, and my other partner Shabazz Curtis plays keys and okay, always been a big part of music that I'm creating. Right. And so we were working with Byron on that. And uh he wanted to start doing some 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 writing on some house stuff. No mention of any 10 City project. Yeah. Right. So I have another very good friend named Shannon Chambers. Okay. Shannon came from Elgin, is a DJ, producer, right. came up before me. Okay. It's like the same generation as you guys. Yes, sir. And um he uh uh was proposing to collab on some stuff with me. Yeah. And he sent me the Be Free track. He sent me the sketch of that first, just on some like, hey, you want to collab on this? Oh, wow. Okay. He had the like the chords yeah. and the general bass line. That was already there. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, that's hot. So we developed the track a little bit, and we were like, who could we get on this? We're thinking all these females. Like, maybe yeah. we can get, like, I don't know, Ann Nesby <laughs> or somebody, like, throwing names out there. I'm like, wow, right. I don't know her, yeah. but you know what I could do? I could holler at B right. and see if he wants to write it. And he could get one of them to do the record. Right, right. So I hit Byron like, hey, could you hear right into this? And we discussed getting this person, that person. So he started writing to the track and coming up with some ideas. Yeah. And he came up with this Be Free idea. So us talking it through, me and Byron, I think it was me that said like, well, maybe that could just be a Byron Stingley record. Right. Or it, was, oh, it was a mutual conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we just kind of left it at that, right? And so he called me back, I don't know, a week or two later and was like, hey, uh... You know, we 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 hey, you know, that's my buyer invitation. Right. Hey, uh, E. <laughs> so, you know, I got this opportunity to do a Ten City album. Yeah. And I was wondering if it would be okay with you and Shannon if I use that as a part of this project. Right. I'm like, yeah. Is it okay? Right. Exactly. Hell yeah! Right, let's go. Right, right, right. You know. So I mean, that's. Yeah. You know, for 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 a, a real house fan, that's a, a pinch me oh, moment. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? To have an opportunity, and, and it was the first, first single, single, yes, that Ten City had released in 26, yes. 27 years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it and it and obviously it did really well. Yeah, I mean um, that's so, that's the end, and to the point of where the album was Grammy nominated. Yeah, that first album, man, man, so. incredible opportunity. I got to kind of join the. Uh, yeah. The, the fraternity Absolutely. of people like you and Terry and Steve Hurley, and, you know, y'all Chicago legends that did that thing. No, I think that was a great year, man, because it was the first time for, you know, Ten City just coming out. Mm -hmm. And I think that album was a great, how should I say, a statue of how Chicago should have been, where everybody came together on it. Yeah. You know, I think it was great. I think it was great production. Um, it sounded wonderful, man. And I, I was glad to be a part of it, too. I was, I was like a kid. You know, small kid at Christmas, man, when Byron was like, "Hey, you want to put this on the album?" Absolutely. No, nah, I wasn't even thinking about it. And it was, it, it, it was, it was, it was super dope. The record that you did with uh, the Better Man, yeah, with Josh, jo Milan, yeah. Josh Milan, yeah. yeah, that was super dope. Yeah, so we came up with the concept, man, and I was like, man, I was gonna do a single, like you said, it's gonna be a single. I was gonna release it, and then B was like, "Hey, Mo." How about we make this for the album? I'm like, man, absolutely. Of course. Without thinking what, what about it, What a great it, decision because yeah. we all caught Grammy nominations absolutely. for being a part of that project. Absolutely, man. So that was, that was just a, a huge honor in the first place. And for, you know, me and the crazy thing is me and Shannon 
kind of came back together and, and created that synergy in this chapter of yeah. life because of my friend earlier that I was talking about that introduced me to Byron and all yeah. that, Andre Dejeuner. Yeah. He passed away in oh, 2017 or 2018. Okay. I think it was 2017. And we had a big like celebration party out in Elgin. Oh, wow. To honor, honor him that. in oh, the way good. that we know he oh, would want to be honored. Yeah, that's dope. We had a hell of a party. Okay. Shannon came in because Shannon lives in Tulsa now. He came okay. in from out of town. A lot of us that came up together that are never in the same room. Yeah. We're all in the same room. And that's how we picked up conversation about collabing. You know, I ended up introducing him to Terry and we yeah. put some of his records out and he's yeah. done some remixes on Mirrorball and, yep. and uh, Teasebox. Yeah. So that, that synergy came from Andre passing away. Wow. And so for that to lead to doing something with Byron, yeah. who the only reason I knew Byron like that was because of Andre. Yeah. And then it ended up getting a Grammy nomination. Yeah. It was like serendipitous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And not only that, you get the second the second album. In yeah, judgment. the second album. Thank judgment. God Byron yeah. Byron trusted me and Shabazz to produce a lot of it. And we yeah, did five, five records on it. Me and Shabazz did four, and yeah. I did one with Marshall. Yeah. Which was dope. So and um was that no that was that what no some of the singles went on uh, number one on that though. That you love did. is love did. Love is love did. Love is love went yeah. number one on Soulful House. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. It did. Unfortunately, just because no no knock on Byron and Marshall because they have nothing to do with it. But unfortunately, the way that music comes out nowadays, oh, yeah. I'm gonna blame the system. Oh, well, we you know, to. it's not even just blaming the label. I'm gonna blame yeah. the system because you don't see credits anymore. No. If you're not listed as an artist or listed as a remixer, <laughs> the Be Free, I specifically asked for mine and Shannon's name to be listed. And a lot of people thought that was a remix because right. of the way it looked. Yeah. It was like, no, that's the original. But I, nobody would have ever known that we did it Without had we not done it. it like that. Yeah, I tried I to didn't, do it. I, I didn't ask for that on the second album. I tried to do that on the second yeah, one. You remember? Uh, Terry did a record, you did a record, you know what I'm saying? And, and, no, people didn't don't see that yeah. because it's just the way that the music business yeah. works now. You yeah. don't see the credits. No, that was clever. And I asked you about that too. I'm like, man, how how did that come about? You like, yeah, I just did it like that. So it, I asked Byron first, and he didn't have a problem with it. And I had to go through red tape with yeah. Ultra. Yeah, and then I had to have that written into the contract. Yeah, no, it was good though. That, that it should it should have been like that for everything because you know they don't do nothing else. They won't promote it or anything else. So it, it it's like I give credit to us producers, DJs. Cause we really pushed that record more than the label did. Yeah, you no, know, for so. sure. That's just the way it is yeah. nowadays. So I, I give everybody credit who was a fan, who was DJs all over the world, absolutely for pushing that record and those albums, man. Because the label wasn't doing nothing about it. No, I think that that's just the way it is nowadays. These label, it's a bulk business yeah. now. You know, yeah. no, no one record makes a ton of money, absolutely, unless it does, you know, millions and millions of streams. Right, and so they just throw music out. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. So and and it is up to us to to make it hot. It is. It is. So I want to go to the one right. Be I think it might be after that. Be free. Let's go with the Robin Mes- Robin S remix. Okay. How did that come about, brother? So Terry called me about that. Um, Terry's had a long-standing relationship with Ali from Real People. Right. Ali Lazarus. Yes. And uh, I hadn't met Ali yet. Okay. So that was a conversation. I don't know exactly what the conversation was between Ali and Terry. Right. But Terry hit me and was like, "Yo, Ali from Real People." wants you to take a stab at remixing Robin S. Show Me Love. Yeah. I'm like, cool, because I ain't going to say no to that. <laughs> but I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with Show Me Love? Yeah, man. Confession. Yeah. I never liked that record back in the days. Wow. Because, what was that, 93? Uh, 92-ish, yeah. All right, so 92-ish. let's go back what I was saying. Yeah. 
You went into it. Then. Nah. Yeah. I'm playing tracks. Right, right, right. You like, I oh, like hell no. Tracks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was corny. Yeah. I know it's a huge record. I'm sorry. It's a great record. No, it is. It was a remix. The remix is huge record. As a young, dumb yeah. kid, I didn't like that kind of like commercial over uh, oh, yeah. uh, crossover house music. Well, to be honest, it wasn't commercial until it became popular. It was an underground record. Right, right, right. Because right. Stones Ridge, that was a remix of the original. Right, right, right for sure. Right, so yeah, that's yeah. what made it more popular. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, I, so, I, I get what you're saying. Either way, I'm like, what the What am I going to do? This yeah. is not a record that's ever been in my repertoire. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As a DJ. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And Ali, okay. I got to give credit to him. Ali suggested to Terry, maybe Immaculate could do something in the vein of be free with it. That's dope. So be free is what landed me that yep. opportunity because Ali loved be free, the yeah. organic disco style. Right, right. So I was like, okay, now that gives me an idea because yeah. I can't out big room house yeah. show me love. No. But I could... Throw a curveball on it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As you did. And thank you. And and so I just got to thinking about it and I thought of the dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. I thought I heard that in my head. Right. So I just played it, you know, I played keys simply. Yeah. And then I give it to a, a, a great keyboard player. Right, right, who right, in right. this case was Shabazz Curtis to chord it out. Yes, sir. And so I had that riff and I came up with the drums and everything, sent it to him. He chorded it out. I had Lee England Jr. play real strings on yeah. it. Because you know uh, what? I, I called you on that too, man. Because I was like, that's a great remix because I would have never thought in that direction. But then I also said, that's your lane. Yeah, you that's did you call right me there. and say yeah. that. I remember that's, that. That's you right now. That's where you should take all your... Because that's you. It seemed like it's natural. It, it, and, and, it, it is. I love yeah. I love, I love, love soulful disco. I, yeah. love, I love jazz funk especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a huge... Yeah. Like I love the jazz funk disco particularly, right. but I... I I like the soulful, yeah. real musician. You know nah, what I mean? I, I love electronic tracks. I love Acid House. Absolutely. I love all, you know what I'm saying? I like deep shit. I like Afro shit. Yeah. I, you know, we play, yeah. I love hip hop, R&B, dance, all of that shit. Hey, but, brother, that's dope, man. That's but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like there's not a lot of, there are not a lot of people that are attempting to produce records like that. Yes, sir. You got your Dave Lees and people like that yeah. that are amazing at it. He's an amazing producer. Yeah. Uh, or Michael Gray or yep. Opalopo, Opa people Lopo, like that yep. that are great, you know, musically. Um, but with that essence that we come from, even myself being generations behind the originals, yeah. Yeah. I still am a product of that lineage yeah. of the essence of Chicago house music and disco. Absolutely. So for us to do it, in a, I feel like it's going to come out differently. Yeah. And thank God I did spend all of those years working on R&B and stuff like that because I've I've learned how to work with musicians. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? You, you do. You, yeah. That's, that's the thing is that's it's not thing. producing ain't making beats. Right. Totally different. Then. It's going from A to Z. Absolutely. With they, everything they, involved. They want sheets and everything, sheets of music so you can read and everything. So yeah. You got to know Absolutely. the process. And yes, so sir. thank God that one came out and that that did me the world of good and it was yeah. it was the the Top selling song of 2022 Absolutely. on Source. Yeah, that's good. That was Congratulations, brother. That's what I'm talking Thank about. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So now, we get that out the way. Mm-hmm. What is new for the new year for DJ Immaculate? Well, if 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 people don't know, um, I'm a so I started managing Tease Box for Terry in like 2018. Okay. Um, so I've been the label manager of Tease Box for a while. 
okay. the Mirrorball label we launched together. So I'm a partner in that. Oh, okay, good. So if people have noticed, like we've been putting a lot more music out on Mirrorball. Yeah. We're not Tease Box isn't going anywhere. Tease Crates isn't going anywhere. We're right. going to continue to release music on that. But we've been putting more energy into Mirrorball. Mirrorball. Okay. So we have a lot of music planned to put out that we already have in the can, as okay. well as, hey, anybody that's watching this, Eric at Tease Box Records. Send go. me demos. See? Send me demos. We're we're looking we're looking for great music to put Y'all out. Y'all having the opportunity now. now walk Mir- through that door now. Yeah, Mirrorball is not um I mean it gives a the idea of disco, but it's not just about disco. It's okay. about out of the past into the future. Dope. So that could be anything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, it, we've put R and B records out. We put Shantae yeah. Savage out. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of stuff. So okay. um And you still get you still do your um your Instagram, your um live. Yeah, the Twitch, do the Twitch, Twitch on yep. Mondays, 6 p.m. Yep. Central Standard Time, One World. One World. I'm, right. I'm actually doing that on Terry's um, Twitch channel. We decided okay. it's strength in numbers. Yeah. It's hosted for my channel, so you can get there from my channel also. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing that. Um, I got uh, a record with Glenn Underground coming out called yes, Footwork sir. on right. Strictly Jazz Unit. Yep. Um, I'm working on a remix right now, again, f- for uh, Real People's label of the um, At Jazz okay. Home song. Okay. Finishing that, um, I got a record called Way Up High. I mean, I don't know when this will air, but it's going to come out probably in January of 2024 I on don't. Mirrorball. Okay. That's a kind of an Afro nice. type of joint. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, said, I, I, I'm, I know I'm forgetting records, right, but no, it'll the, come the back, focus yeah. is simple. <laughs> continue to create, right. continue to put music out. Yes. Um, I'm booked for Southport Weekender in March, so Dope. I'll be in Europe in March. Okay. Um, so I mean, it's man, it's just keep it pushing, man. You know, absolutely, keep on absolutely. building the business. We're working on new documentary concepts as okay. we speak. Nice. To get more projects, you know, to get deeper into this film production thing. Yeah. Um, good, so, good, good. You know. So people that I know, like, what is your go-to DAW software you use, like, to create everything you're doing now? Create Logic, 100. percent That's why I knew I like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Logic. I've been using Logic since like 08. Shout out Bugs, Bugs the Beast. You know, you know Bugs, right? Yep, absolutely. Bugs got Bugs. me on Logic. Me and Bugs used to be production partners yeah, at, a, at a point Bugs. in life. He's yep. killing the game right now absolutely. in the commercials, hip hop and R and B scene. Good, He's killing man. it. Yeah. But um, Logic, man, all day. But okay, I mix in Pro Tools. Okay, well, it's so all like right. when you send I me files, like Terry sends me files. <laughs> I I'd go straight to Pro Tools. No, that's dope. I, I just you know I've been using Pro Tools since 2000. Yeah. That's where I'm comfortable okay. mixing. Even if I got to record, I'd rather record. Yeah. But as a creative tool, logic. logic. Okay. All, day. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Well, brother, I appreciate you this, man. I, immaculate, man. This is great, man. I, I, I just wanted to come together because, like I said, I'm about to start to do the series that everybody started from the 90s on up. So I'm getting everybody together. I'm glad you're the first one I can have right now on the show for I this. I appreciate it. Uh, I love you, brother. Appreciate your work, yeah, man. Back, appreciate man. everything that you do for me. And everybody else. And um, I'll put you all your social media stuff on it when we get on the show, man. There's no know what's going on. But thank you again. And uh, thank you for and watching uh, Everything House Music More. Peace. Peace out. That was good, brother. Cool.